Hello and welcome to Adventures in Auditing, podcast episode number one. I am your host, Chris Harding. I'm the Salt Lake County Auditor. This is a podcast uh, about our audits that we conduct here in the county and kind of a discussion. Uh, This first one will give a little overview of what auditing is and why we do it. Uh, We're going to talk about the audit that we performed on the uh, Larry H. Miller softball complex. Uh, And pretty much we, we audit to protect... the the taxpayers here in the county from fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, Do I got all that, Richard? Yeah, I think you got it. I'm uh, Richard Yossi. I am the Chief Deputy Auditor. I am the Robin to his Batman. Um, I got my bachelor's in political science from BYU and an MBA with an emphasis in public administration from the University of Phoenix. Been here six years and excited to kick off this first podcast episode um, where we'll talk about audits, but also some of the property tax stuff that our office does. But today's first episode is on this audit of the Larry Schmiller softball complex. So do you want to introduce Chris, our, uh, our extraordinary auditor? That's right. Our auditor on this project was Sydney Grigg. And Sydney, if you want to introduce yourself, tell yes. us a little bit about yourself too. Um, well, I'm a native to Utah grew up in Blanding down by Moab and then I went to USU Utah State University which is probably the best school in Utah and I think that's (laughs) up for debate amongst this entire room I think we're equal we're divided (laughs) um and then I also got my um my bachelor's in political science and then I stayed at USU and got my MBA after that I have a couple years experience auditing performance audits at the state nice yeah all right uh so let's talk about the audit process i kind of mentioned at the beginning that audits that we're trying to protect the taxpayer from fraud waste and abuse how does auditing accomplish that anybody got any answers well, I think what's important about the audits and the audits that our office does is our policies being followed. And, and these are policies that have been set up to ensure protection of taxpayer dollars. Um, and it's interesting because we were asked once, do people know they're being audited? Do they, is it a surprise when the audit report's out? And by following the standards that we have to follow in our office, they know because we do, we do an entrance conference, we do walkthroughs with the auditee. So, Sydney, tell us a little bit about about this audit with this process. So, first, you met with leadership of of the rec- of the the softball complex recreation, mm-hmm. and then tell us a little bit about that walkthrough. Did you go and throw out a couple of pitches at the softball? I wish. And sit around and just eat hot dogs? Or <laughs> what exactly did, did, did that entail? Um, so we met with kind of the management of the sports complex. And when we got to the sports complex, they let us in. And then they showed us around the concessions. And they walked us through their processes and what they do. And the employees that were there, um, 
like one of them was in charge of ordering the inventory. So he talked about that. And then another employee talked about the, the lockbox and the change box and where that cash is stored overnight. And so they kind of walked us through their process. And then that kind of helped us, helped us figure out a kind of good questions to ask them. Like, um, is the cash counted before it's in the lockbox? Who has access to the, to the safe overnight or who has the combination and questions like that to help us to figure out what controls they have in place to ensure that, you know, theft or fraud is not taking place in their current procedures. I like that. So as auditors, we're supposed to get a good understanding of not only the, the processes uh, in, the, in the department or the area that we're auditing, but uh, kind of actually see how uh, things proceed, who performs what actions, who's reviewing stuff, kind of meet the team, uh, in essence, of the, the folks we're going to be auditing. Uh, and that's an important part of the audit process. You can't just go in there and start making judgment calls without having that good understanding uh, of what's going on. Uh, is there anything else you did to prepare for this audit other than the entrance conference and some walkthroughs? Yeah, um, we researched past audits, if there had been any done in the past to review those findings to get an idea of um, recommendations and findings that previous auditors had had. And then I just took time to review, um, like on their website, what they do and who does what, any public information that was out there. So I took time to do some research of my own. Nice. And you just read all this stuff and then kind of make a mental note? No, we, uh, we write it down. We definitely write it down. And then we write down our questions for them. Um, and then throughout the walkthrough, they'll show us the specific documents that they use. In this case, they showed us like their transmittals and their, their, their balance sheets and the change fund log. And they show us where they keep everything and who signed these things. And so that gives us some insights to ideas and things that we can identify for tests and to create our work papers from is based off of what they show us. I like that. So the, uh, the documentation, um, I think serves a, a few different purposes. One is that, uh, helps the auditor and the audit team kind of keep track of what's going on. Uh, but then if there's any questions either from the auditee or, or other folks of where did you find this out? How did this become a, a, a finding? Uh, it allows us to kind of go back so it's not just a big, you know, he said, she said type of thing that, that we can actually point to, to data we've looked at or uh, tests that we've performed and, and really show where our findings uh, have come from. Uh, speaking of which, um, how do we take, how do, how do findings develop? You, you have a walkthrough, you read a whole bunch of stuff to learn about the entity, uh, and they, maybe they give you some demonstrations of what they're doing. How does that stuff turn into uh, findings and recommendations? So in this case, this was more of a financial audit for the receding and depositing. 
So after the walkthrough, we send over a document request and we ask for, hey, would you be able to send us over those transmittals that you showed us and the cash balance sheets and like the, the bank statements so we can track where, where all of this is going. So after the walkthrough, we sit down and we, we outlined all of the control weaknesses and strengths. And then from there, we're able to make what we call a test plan, which basically helps us organize all of our all of the controls into a spreadsheet. And then we make tests based off of those controls. And then those tests become the work papers. So if we're looking at the cash balance sheets and we're looking to make sure that they're all completed and they all have the appropriate signatures, if there's a sheet that doesn't have a signature, um, by two separate people, then that's a finding because they're lacking or there's an absence of of a signature that should be there. So then that becomes a finding that goes in the report. So we're, we go out and test uh, to make sure that if the policy says there should be two, two signatures, for example, that we look through a, a handful or a sample of their uh, documentation to see if there's two signatures. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, and, and I think this whole documentation is really important because, you know, an audit can take time, but then when you go to present the finding and the auditee says, Hey, we disagree. We're not sure how you came, came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. So, so how would you respond to that case? And not that didn't happen here, but in general, if an auditee is like, no, we, we don't see how you came to that conclusion. Yeah. Well, in our work papers, we keep all of that documentation in there. So I pulled in all of the cash balance sheets that were sent over. So they were in the work paper. So if there were ever any questions, I'd be more than happy to send that over. And they would be able to see um, how I came to that conclusion as I, I highlight and I outline things that would show if something was missing. Then they would be able to see, okay, yeah, then that was there. Do you ever get overwhelmed like as you start getting all this information do you ever feel like uh, it helps to bounce stuff off other people what uh, mm-hmm. up until this part in the audit is it is it just you by yourself thinking up all this stuff no I bit? was working with my audit manager who is a lot more experienced in a lot of this stuff and so she was able to say hey this would be really good to look at or or if I was going to look at this, then from my experience, this would be a really good question to ask. And so it was really good to have her to bounce questions off of. And then, um, especially if I had questions for the auditee, then I would go to her first to see if I was missing something before I asked. Nice. So so let's talk about the specifics of this audit. So there, there are seven findings. Um, and some of them can be, we've talked a little bit about um, the tracking of concessions, some separation of duties where maybe the same person signed twice, the daily collection. So m- maybe let's start with the concession tracking. So it's a concession, softball complex, I envision hot dogs, drinks, chips, mm-hmm. candy bars. All the good stuff. So how, sh- what's the process that, that uh, somebody like this should do where they determine like what to order ahead of time. And why is that important that it's not the same person ordering, buying and receiving? 
Yeah, well, you want to make sure that those are separated so that you don't have the same person who is ordering, receiving the inventory, counting it, and then putting it out. Um, and that's important because you want to minimize the chance of, of theft or loss. And you also want to make sure that your numbers are accurate. Um, and just by doing that, then you can also balance it out with things like your the receipts from the daily purchases and and stuff like that it also kind it all kinds of go goes into a cycle where you can make sure that things are agreeing on all sides okay i so i, I was going to use an example of like you know when when my you know, why is this so important when my wife goes to the store or we go to the store and do some grocery shopping we don't we don't bring the food home and and track everything uh, and 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 write it down but I mean this isn't this isn't one person's money this is uh, as the softball complex I mean they're as the county we're there to provide a service for the residents and um, you know I guess I I'll give a little disclosure here sometimes when I go to the store and I'm just supposed to pick up some milk bread and eggs and I might get a Snickers bar or a Diet Coke here on the side and uh, the wife doesn't necessarily know about that. Well, she time. does now. She so, yeah, <laughs> she does now if she if she listens to the podcast. <laughs> but I mean, and and not that we're trying to point a finger at uh, um, parks and recreation. I mean, they're they're folks trying to do a, a good job. But stuff. I mean, human error uh, falls through. Uh, things fall through the cracks, and and if we're not tracking the inventory, you know. We're, uh, at the very least, we're not going to be as efficient uh, when we're running out of products. You know, all of a sudden they're going to be firing up the the grills for a you know a softball or a baseball game and realize, oh my gosh, we didn't get enough hot dogs or buns and yeah. So uh, I mean, at the very least, it helps them to be a, a little more uh, efficient. Well, and I think Sidney, uh, you mentioned this in the audit at a couple spots that. This is staff that's seasonal, probably turns over every year. I mean, your stereotypical employee is probably a high school junior, senior. This is their summer job. So if you're Parks and Rec, how do you maintain that continuity year over year with such staff turnover? Like, What recommendations or advice would you give them? Um, well, that's when it would be really good to have a policy or procedure in place to be able to say, this is how concession inventory should be done and is always done, so that no matter who is working that season, then they have an outline to follow so that it's the same every time. Okay. So then as, as part of the, I'm going to kind of wrap up the audit process, is after you've done, you've written an audit report, there's an agreement to the facts meeting where, in this case, you sit down with Parks and Rec, they get a chance to review the audit, they get asked questions, and then what do they do over the next couple of days after they've seen the audit and their response? So they'll, they'll go through all of the recommendations and they'll, they'll signify through a template we send them if they agree with the finding or disagree or partially agree. And then they can write down an implementation date of when they think they could have <clears throat> all of this completed or implemented. Um, and then they'll write a little snippet about their thoughts on the recommendation. 
and in this case, in all the findings, um, Parks and Recreation agreed with with all the recommendations mm-hmm. and given dates ranging between June 1st, which is in like two days from the recording of this podcast, <laughs> to August 1st, because you're, you're not done, or the office isn't done with this audit, because there's follow-ups, right? So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the, the follow-up process and what what you would do if you were coming back in 6 to 12 months. Um, I would go back through and look at the original findings and see which ones and go go back through the findings uh, compared to the report and then our test would be based on if the findings have been implemented or not so that's basically what we do in a follow-up is just go back through what was already looked at so what's the big takeaway from this audit like why why should the public care about this audit of the larry miller softball complex um well i mean First Other than all, to read your writing. Well, I mean, you want to go uh, to a good uh, softball game and have a good hot dog. So you want to make sure that they have the inventory to do that first. And, um, and then also just to, to see that, they, that they're doing a really good job and that they're um, making really good efforts to, you know, comply with policies and to improve the control so that it can only get better. I think one of the things, too, that this uh, audit uh, serves is that, uh, you know, as a, as a taxpayer, um, we want to know that our, our money is being spent wisely. Granite Parks and Recreation is just one area here in the county uh, where money is spent. But, you know, w- the questions that we ask as auditors are questions that most likely a concerned citizen who who wants to know, uh, you know, in this particular uh, instance, it, how their money, how the tax money is being spent, uh, and and whether or not the parks and recreation are, are are good stewards of that, and and when we go in there as auditors and start asking questions, and the the answer is, I don't know, that it helps us to be able to dig around to suggest some improvements. I think that uh, Parks and Recreation, uh, the the softball complex, and even other uh, divisions throughout the county, as they look at this audit, there's lots of lessons to be learned. And I think uh, the the management, those charged with the governance and Parks and Recreation, uh, realize that. And they, I think they've done a great job in taking our uh, recommendations and saying, oh, yeah, we'll apply that. We'll... We'll implement uh, these corrections, and uh, and and it'll be a, an improvement for the taxpayer. Well, with that, I think uh, we're ready to wrap up our our first uh, episode of Adventures in Auditing. Uh, thanks to Sydney for for coming, and like I jokingly said before, being our first victim as we <laughs> we kind of maneuver this this podcast and this forum to to share the findings of our audits and hope you found it beneficial. Yeah. Thanks for doing the audit. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, not only as the folks who take credit for the audit work, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, we appreciate it as, as uh, well, I guess I'm the only taxpayer here in Salt Lake County, right? Well, yeah. And so we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll, this audit will be presented to the, to the County council and the mayor and yeah, 
um, other follow-ups as needed over the next six to 12 months. So. Yeah. Well, good job, Sydney. And Thank you. Kudos to Parks and Rec for playing along. And thank you for listening to our yeah. first episode. Yeah.